jeepers, Diane. It's a, uh, it's uh, one of those times in life, you know, you're at a kind of a crossroads, and you're uh, kind of straddling the old, the new, you know, embodying the the ragged in between the the razor's edge of the. The, the peaks that are jagged, that broke like broken teeth, sharp, and you know, as if they've been filed down to you know, something really? that resembles. <laughs> it's 9 12 a.m. Saturday, June the 4th, 2022. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing quite well. Quite well. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. It's been a hectic week here in Lake Abundance. <laughs> what did you say? I would say it's hectic and glorious and... Well, it's all kinds of things. Oh, but hectic, all sorts yeah. of things. Hectic. But it was hectic. It was hectic. It was hectic. Over to you, Diane. <laughs> well, it's all been happening to you. I've just been sitting over here on the side, you know... You know, twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> you haven't been twiddling your thumbs. Well, something resembling twiddling. Oh, wow. I, it's hard to even talk about this week. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> it started off... Uh, I'm even trying to think. What happened what did, last what you, Sunday? What did we do I mean, last Sunday? I was thinking I, that too. <laughs> Didn't we do something? Hasn't something else happened? I can't remember, but... I do remember that we we had our we had our Westminster basement and right. fellowship of the rocks group. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Those were good. But something else happened too. <laughs> what? Wrong? Well, because we had Bill Willem's visit, then we had the Westminster Zoom. Yeah. Oh my God! I mean, it feels like this week was a month long. Well, there are, plus Just, all of the weeks are smushing together yeah. in our decaying minds. You know, you have to give credit where credit is due. Decay, you know? <laughs> Decay and... Entropy. And jagged glass. Yes. Filed down. Yes, filed down. Sharp Somehow teeth. that's not my experience The razor's edge of experience. That's where we are, Dan. <laughs> but... Uh, we did do a poetry break on Tuesday. We right. did do a poetry. We did that, right? That yes. happened. Okay. Right. And I, I'm appreciative that you said we, although it's really you. We. It's always can... we, Diane, please. <laughs> it's always we. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. Don't single me out, otherwise. <laughs> I don't want to be out there all by myself. Ah, ham and eggs. No, I'm, I'm really liking the way the poetry break is just kind of staying casual. It's casual in between, you know? I get a little worked up the day up, but only because I'm excited about putting putting a shape to it if I can, yeah. if I can find one, you know, kind of thing. That's fun. Well, that it's was, fun. It was a lovely, lovely I'm poetry break. I'm having fun doing that. So I think things start really <laughs> happening. Going off the rails? Uh, going <laughs> off the rails on Thursday. Thursday. Because I received... A Unexpected gifts in the mail. Mm. And the first one that I received, and it's funny because we had packages arriving all day. 
I mean, we had ordered some things and. Uh, well, Mark Kenny's package came on, wasn't it Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. It's kind it's of funny really because nice. the the, I know, the week got, was like everything got mushed together. Gifts, yeah. gifts falling out of the sky, uh-huh. unexpected gifts. Right now, Mark had said that he was going to send us something. We had no idea what it was, but it was this. Uh, I got this really nice set of like hand painted. I don't know if they're hand painted cards, but they're they're cards of original scenes of uh, mountain vistas mountain landscapes and you know it's so weird because you look at those cards and for me and mark was saying this afterwards after i'd written back to him um they the scenes look familiar like you know it's like it's like you're on the top of a mountain and you're looking at at the mountains around it you know and for some reason i just some of those scenes looked very familiar to me well it was a local artist wasn't it yeah yeah it's a local artist and and mark had said that it you know it was scenes that he had seen from some of his days when he was doing more uh, backcountry hiking and stuff like that. Yeah, gorgeous, Which I only did a little bit of the, of the real backcountry stuff. Uh, but, yeah. I spent a lot of time in the backcountry, but not ascending peaks or doing anything spectacular. And he also sent a, a, a deck of animal... I have to get the actual name yeah. of it here. Creatures, Secrets, Animal Divination Cards. Yeah. So it's like an animal it's, tarot deck. Yeah, it's like an animal tarot deck. But just almost like you can pull a card. Let's see what I pulled today. Okay. I pulled the Toad. Opportunity, purification, cleansing, adaptability, transformation. Yeah, I would say that yeah. that's part of my day, right? Yeah. I would say that's definitely part of your day. <laughs> yeah. And then... Also by a local, uh, by a friend of Mark's. Right. We love the local art. Yeah. And then my friend Hope had sent me a retirement gift. Yeah. And it was just lovely. Uh, it's It was a cup that says, you are my soul sister, and a good friend like you is one of life's greatest blessings. And I, when I was... It's a great cup. It's a great cup. I've got it in my hand right now. Yeah. Um, but... When I was thanking her, she said, well, I saw that mug and I thought, well, that's happening. She always makes me laugh. So, um, but I wasn't, I don't know how to explain this, but I wasn't expecting gifts. Um, and the reason why I say I don't know how to explain that is that I've given gifts for retirement. I didn't get you anything. Oh, I haven't retired yet. Uh, Oh yeah. But. I've still got time. You've still got time. No. But I've never, uh, the retirement gifts that I have participated in, I think that they've always been like a group gift or going right. away yeah. or, uh, but I never thought of people giving me gifts. And so it was quite a surprise, let's say. And then later on in the day, I received a package from um, my dear friend and what, <laughs> she's She's like, I call her my Damon, you know, Damon and the source of being your inner inspiration and guiding light, the, um, the mentor that, that, uh, affected my whole career, I would say, um, Nancy. And the thing that was so incredible about that gift is from the moment that I was opening it up, it had 
special meaning in every single it like aspect. It was, a, it was like it was a layered thing. It was, it was yeah. layered because yeah. it was in a box and it had a card and an and a, another envelope in with the card. And the card was so marvelous. I'll go get it. She's going to go get it. It's sitting over here. Yeah. Where, where it won't get lost in the debris of the day. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, I started weeping from the card right. because it said, how lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. And it was Winnie the Pooh. Well, everybody who listens to the show knows that Winnie the Pooh has great uh, value to me anyway but, but i'm sure nancy didn't know that no she didn't know that of course she of course didn't, she know, didn't that. know that because she doesn't know you yeah. and it's actually it's a card made just for me it's on the back it says just for you it's the little so she made this card uh-huh. i think yeah i would say so and and then inside <laughs> It said um, how lucky they were to have someone who always cared so deeply, like you. All the best, love, Nancy. And she read this, she wrote this beautiful message that she enclosed with it that I won't read because I don't want to make anything public that she might not want to have public, but, but basically talking about her own retirement and this is a woman who affected me so deeply that when she retired, I just felt shattered because I loved her so much. And, and she I wanted, retired 22 years ago, right? Yeah, she retired 22 years ago, and I was in my 30s, you know, and I had just had the opportunity to work with this marvelous person. Up until then, my supervisors were pretty awful. Oh, I mean, not even... Excuse me. Yes. You were in your 40s. Oh, I was in my 40s? 22 years ago? Oh, yeah, I guess I was. <laughs> it felt like I was younger when I first met her. But still, 22 years ago, that's yeah. That's when she retired, and you only worked with her for three years? I only worked with her for three years. Yeah, yeah. that's an impression. That's somebody who made a dent. Yeah. yeah. That's right, because I was kind of thinking about my... It's almost like the, my career history at the U started when I met Nancy, yeah. when in fact I had worked for oceanography and chemistry, and I really loved my job in chemistry, but I had just the most awful supervisors. Yeah. And so all of a sudden I was able to work with this woman who was just, as I say, my guiding light, my mentor. Everything I wanted to be as a supervisor, everything I wanted to be as a person in the workforce. And so to get this from her with her message had, uh, I can't even describe the immensity (laughs) of of the power of it, you know, because um, I was even telling you yesterday, it's almost like uh, you have these people who almost have a parental effect in your life even though they are not related to you and and they come along every now and then and she was definitely that she was my she was everything maternal about work for me and so I was already in tears reading this and then when I was reading the note that she wrote and she was saying that it caused her to revisit her retirement and how much I had to do with that retirement and I 
you know, I know that I spent a lot of time because it was such a labor of love, but you kind of forget all the things that you might have done for that person when they were retiring. And then the enclosure was a poem that I'm actually going to see whether you'd be willing to read at some point on the poetry break. Oh, yeah. Um, doesn't have to be this next time, but so I'm not going to share it here because I just, I just thought it was so amazing. But, uh, but then the package was wrapped in red tissue paper, and on top she had this cartoon that I used to draw all the time that I called Terab. And the reason why I called it Terab is that when I was first drawing these cartoons, I, the, when I wrote uh, something uh, about heart throb, the person who was receiving it thought it said heart terab because of my, just my writing had been kind of, uh, the H was a little close together. And I was the, and the, the person said, what does terab mean? And I was like, terab. And then so I always called it terab, this cartoon. And all it is is the, a heart that's got legs and arms, no face or anything. But it was amazing how expressive uh, a cartoon can be with no face. I don't, I don't know <laughs> how to describe it. But it was from a period of my life that I, I, I have not revisited for a long time. And, and this particular little uh, copy of my cartoon, it was uh, on photo paper, so it was stiff and shiny and... And uh, this particular cartoon said Terab was here. So it's sort of like my heart being returned to me in a way. So I opened it up and it was this gorgeous, the gift was this gorgeous heart ornament that glass. out of glass, gold and white and um, just swirling around it's so beautiful it's like, it's like weird painted glass but it's also textured yeah it's really amazing. it's just stunning it's like, it's like amber it is like amber yeah yeah it's just a so most you should hang it somewhere where it'll get light yeah that's what i was even thinking about maybe hanging it right in the part of the living room right up on the ceiling or something you know sure or maybe, um you know. but in any event it's just it was astonishing, but the the care and the love that went into the thoughts of this yeah. just completely undid me. And so that was Thursday. Well, but then wasn't on Thursday night, didn't we talk to Haydn on Thursday night too? Oh my gosh, that was Thursday? <laughs> that was Thursday night. Man, everything was just like this. Yeah. The end of the week was like, whoa, yeah. all these things happening. That was right, because oh we'd God. been trying to arrange that call for a while, and it finally worked out for, it wasn't as long as I would have liked what it would have been, but it was nice to talk to Haydn. Well, nonetheless, uh, it may not have been as long, but it was yeah. incredibly like... rich and uh, the promise of more. Yeah, and I like talking to Haydn because, you know, we, we get right into it. It's not like a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of triviality going on. It's like no. we're already in the middle of the conversation. When you we... get poets together, you know, what can you say? Yeah, yeah. well, he's a filmmaker. Yeah, well, he, he is might, a filmmaker. He, he might write poetry. I don't know whether he writes poetry, yeah. but I, he lives a very poetic life yes, nonetheless. Yes, has immersed himself into, into poetry in a uniquely uh, artistic way. Yeah, filmmaker about poets. Yeah. 
And that's his primary. Well, that uh, has been what he has done, yeah. Uh, love, uh, the, the work of love, the labors of love that he has provided. Yeah. It's true. It's great to talk to Hayden. So we'll be doing that again. And then on Friday, um, it was the day of my retirement party. Now, first of all, I have to say, I did not want a retirement party. I don't know why. I've never really wanted a goodbye party. (laughs) Uh, Because I don't like things that are specifically about me. That's basically the thing. But I always forget that it isn't about you. It's about everybody. You know, that's, uh, you can make it that way. You don't have to make it be about you. And so when my, my supervisor, my, my last supervisor, who is a wonderful supervisor too. And so I, I feel like I had this marvelous supervisor in Nancy and then a marvelous supervisor in Marie at the end. And they were bookending, a. uh, kind of a spotty career supervisor wise <laughs> and uh and they were both um so incredible about making this a special thing for me yeah. so maria had uh, my my supervisor's name is maria she had told me that uh she wanted to do zoom retirement party and she said i, I started to you know, hem and haw and say, well, I don't really want it. She said, no, it's not optional, Diana. Yeah. We, we are going to do this. And so uh, I've been kind of semi-dreading it for, for a while, um, basically because I just couldn't imagine how you could have a, a party on Zoom. How do you make that happen? I mean, usually parties are around food, and there's something to... Um, to allow people to be slightly uh, distracted, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, the the food and and then they usually and both Bill and I were talking about how we never really liked retirement parties in the past because they were sort of or bad parties. Bad parties yeah. and. Um, kind of like weddings are bad parties. Yeah, and so I was thinking, man, well. So I, I was kind of looking forward to getting it over with, you know, but, but I don't know if it was the day before or the day of, I think it was the day before she had written and said that she hadn't heard from you about oh, some yeah. questions and she was hoping that you would be there. She had written an email to me that, that I had not seen. And so you copied it and sent it to me and I was like, oh crap. So I wrote back to her and... Yeah, and it, she was basically saying that she wanted to stop by and drop some flowers and some treats some treats um, for, for me, which was an incredibly kind thing to do, yeah. I mean, thoughtful thing to do. Sort of like, well, we can't make this like a normal party, but we're going to do as much as we can. We're going to have some food. We're going to have some treats. Yeah. Stuff. And the flowers are these gorgeous peonies burgundy colored and pink with these deep purple iris and um, some beautiful flowering fillers. Um, It's just the most gorgeous bouquet. And there were 
there was a basket of all these things that I do love because Bill did write a few things, but a lot of things that I had never even discovered, including these extremely dangerous Ugh. waffle cookies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Danger, danger. Which we said, these are incredible. We must never have them again. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, fruit and... Ginger beer. Ginger beer and cheese and hummus and crackers and plantain chips, which you told her I loved, and thin ginger cookies from Trader Joe's that I love. And, um, and then they were all in this wire basket, but she had lined the basket with these gorgeous... Uh, nap- cloth napkins. Cloth napkins that are like damask silk kind of um, napkins. And so it was beautiful and it was thoughtful. Every step of it was thoughtful. And she came to drop it off. But in the meantime, Bill had found out that he had been exposed to COVID. And so we couldn't open the door. <laughs> we were like, oh, my God, we, do, we don't want to give you any. Yeah. We don't think that Bill has got it. But, you know, anytime you're exposed, you just need to be careful until you test. I feel fine so far. Yeah. So. But I went and got a PRC test yesterday. So. Yeah. yeah. In any event, it was just so wonderful that she did this. And then. And then I was kind of a little bit on tenterhooks until the the party. I didn't feel very worky <laughs> because I just felt nervous, yeah. you know, not nervous to be on Zoom or nervous to talk. But because, you just wanted it to go well. Yeah, yeah. but I just couldn't imagine how it's going to be entertaining to anybody to be there. And, and, you know, there's always that fear, too, as everybody knows of, what if nobody comes? I mean, that would be weird. But See, then I've I, never felt that before, Doug. I, I don't know I what know. you're talking about. But then I thought, well, but I know that these people are going to be there. And if it's just those people, I'll be thrilled. Yeah. But there were so many people there. There were two full Zoom screens. Two full, I don't know how many. I was pushing 40. It was, uh, if it wasn't 40, it was darn close. It was in the high 30s. And there were people, because when I sent Maria my invitation list, I thought, well, I either go really small, which was actually what my <laughs> my previous thought was, was just have the people who really, really affected me. But then when I started thinking over my career, I thought, but all these people affected me. You know, they... Even these people that just worked hard with me to make something happen. And and then so there were people there that I was extremely close to and had become very dear friends of mine. Um, and then there were people who I had become friends with who were far flung, like one of my dearest friends, uh, John, who moved to England. Um, he came even though it was midnight in England, you know, and... Um, and people that I'd worked with in pharmacology, people who I'd supervised, um, over the years and, and then people who are just part of the everyday work that I did. And it was great. It was so magical. I did not anticipate it being like that. And, you know, 
it's wonderful to hear wonderful things about yourself. That That is just the truth. But more as an affirmation that you're doing what you wanted to do in life somehow, you know. Including retiring. Yeah. Especially retiring, maybe. But to to realize as I was in that area, and because I wanted to call out that Nancy was there and how much she had meant to me, I wanted to call out that Tina, who is... Um, who had been a long, long time partner in all my endeavors um, in another department. She was in another department, but we always worked together to understand everything. She had credible analytical mind. So I wanted to make sure that Tina was recognized because she's also retiring on the exact same day that I am. So it felt like, man, this is my partner. She is also leaving. I wanted to recognize her. I wanted to talk about people that were so important and why they were there. And and in the end, it just felt like this huge celebration of all of us. That was the way I felt. It felt like a pep talk. It felt like a, you know, a, yeah, like a affirmation of the whole crew. Well, and I think right now that it's really difficult for people to feel that way. Yeah. We've, it's kind of a fragmented, fragmented time. At, yeah, at because people aren't... I had told you before that I, I had thought that that in actuality the, the people during the pandemic had all the pain of work with none of the pleasure of... Camaraderie. Camaraderie. Yeah. And, and, and the, you really are on the, on the kind of knife edge of a cultural shift. Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. In the yeah. way business is done at the university. You boy. It probably has to happen. It's good coffee. But it's like you can't see what's on the other side of that knife edge from right. where we're standing. And it's just yeah. so part of it is just kind of an acknowledgement that that is, in fact, what's happening. So, it, But it also made me realize that that all the the small things that you do in your life that are, to you, apparently small, you know, just signing a note in a way that is warm and welcoming to a person because I've always I've always been very it's not been false gratitude it has been true gratitude for all these people who are the oil in the machinery that make the things go because if if they weren't there and that because everything that I'm doing is passed it off to another person and if that person doesn't do their part then that you know it's just like this not a great situation if you don't have a feeling of that person is doing doing the same good with this task that I hope to accomplish so you're you're all working together to make that happen and so oftentimes I think people get to the point where they feel like that they're in contention with those other offices never understood that um because the office sends something back or says you need to do more. And I feel like they're just trying to help too. Yeah. You know, they're trying to get it through the, by sending it back to you. So you're always in this situation of trying to assist um, everybody in the, the process. But the only way you know that is if you somehow get to know the people and that they're not just this robotic being on the other side that you have no 
um, I want to say grace of contact with, you know, that you don't have any of that, the joy of that other human being being there for you. So in any event, hearing the, the comments of people, I recognize that I was actually trying to connect a lot of these people to each other, you know, um, the, to, so that they could say, like, for my new team, that they may never have seen some of these people that, uh, that work with us in other offices and that are actually in leadership positions in our, our whole hierarchy. They aren't some sort of weird person who's just this master over the slaves. They are people who, uh, who I've been, really been grateful to work with. And it was just such a magical event. I never would have anticipated it being that way. Yeah. And um, so appreciated that Maria... <laughs> insisted. Insisted. Yeah. So appreciative that... I got that experience of wrapping up one of the stages of my life because I don't know. It's just so remarkable that you go through all these little mini deaths in your life and you get the chance to review your life at all these different stages and say, am I still on the path that I was intending to be on? And, um, and I felt like my career at the university, I was on the path I meant to be on. So, And now, I'm in a different place and, and very happy to be there. Yeah. The thing that really was so remarkable, too, was um, having Charlotte and Henry come. Um, Henry, our... Honorary grandson. Our honorary grandson. He of amazing talent. And just thinking about how, in fact, some of the people were saying, I don't even remember when I met Diane, how how that happened. You know, that was one of the things Charlotte was saying. She didn't remember why she first came to see me. and But that I had always helped her in every aspect of a long career and, and after. And I do know I was still in contact with her for after she left, but that's mainly because she chose it. You know, yeah. I, I never would force myself on any person that I got to know at the university. I have known so many. But, um, but what a joy that was to see her there. And I mean, just this this amazing collection of people and they were all emotional and people were crying and, um, and apologizing for crying. And then, uh, Chris, my dear, dear friend who now is living in Iowa, he wrote in the comments, I don't know why anybody is apologizing for crying. It's Diane after all. (laughs) She's not going to mind that you're crying because everybody has seen me cry. Yeah. It was, um, I mean, cry not in, like sad way but being touched so anyway that's the that is the thing that really is the story of the week yeah it kind of just blew out of my mind anything that could have possibly uh been going on because something may have happened last sunday besides (laughs) those those zoom meetings that we had but we don't remember neither it's kind of superseded by 
more recent events. <sighs> but one of the other things about this week is that um, I was revisiting my brother's retirement playlist, yeah. trying to organize it to see which songs we had not covered and, and uh, which songs we had. And, uh, and one of the songs that Gary had on his playlist was Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin. And I definitely could see why that's on his retirement playlist, although it doesn't apply to me. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing is I never did have children. Right. So, uh, but it had a lot of resonance for me, mostly just because I remember talking about it with him when we were in high school, you know, because um, it was hugely popular yeah. during that time. And I remember that we had watched a documentary, but I don't think I did watch it in the end. I think you started it and I went to bed early or something because there I definitely had not seen a lot of that documentary. It's a good documentary. And it was so wonderful. Um, but when I was saying, well, I want next week's... Uh, music. Music to be the, uh, the Harry Chapin... And I told Gary that we are actually adding to the playlist because we like to play two songs by the artist rather than just one. So um, so I thought I'd visit other songs. I didn't, I didn't really know a lot about Harry Chapin. So you suggested to check in with The Greatest Stories Live. Yeah. And it's the best live album I've ever heard. It's just incredible. I just got addicted to that album this week. But the real songs that got me were ones that did relate to the way that I feel um, about retirement and about life. And, um, and so I kept listening to this one over and over and over. Uh, days go by. Dreams. Dreams go by. Dreams go by. Yeah. And... I don't know, it just the, the feel of it, being so upbeat and cheerful and, and, and the sentiment of it that, that you, when you're young you have all these dreams and then you're waiting to dream again someday and I feel like that day is at hand, yeah. that I can dream again um, about whatever I want to do. I was thinking, Maria, uh, we... It was interesting that a lot of people just didn't want to leave the party. The party was supposed to be from 3 to 4.30. But some friends stayed on, um, I would say, till 5 or maybe even after that. Uh, and then Maria stayed on with uh, Chris, who is um, our, our friend who moved to Iowa, and his partner Ryan and and Bill and I, and one of the things Maria said is, Diane, I never really asked you what are what are you planning to do? Huh. You know what? And I was saying, well, I I really want to pursue education um, for the sake of education and not for any goal. And and I was thinking about how what she was really asking me at the time is what is your next dream going to be, you know? And I think I, she would not know to say that, but at the same time, I feel like 
these sorts of things in our lives, I feel like they, we are all in this area of, of trying to remain as joyous as possible through a lifetime. And I feel like that's one of the goals that we should have in life is not to get too beaten down by, by, by it all. And it was really brought home to me because, uh, Nancy reminded me of this. Uh, I made a collage for her when she retired, full of all sorts of images that reminded me of her. And there's this one wonderful cartoon by Mary Englebright, who is an artist that I really like. And she's quoting a song. It's a, I can't remember what the song is that it comes from, but the, the line is, life's too mysterious, don't take it serious. And it's got this, uh, the, the illustration has a, like a joker. A jester. A jester yeah. pulling his, uh, his grin out, like, you know, sticking his tongue out and, oh, kind of, um, like sticking his tongue out at you in a playful way. And I, I feel like so many times with all the news and, craziness that surrounds everyone in their lives i you know this isn't new nothing that that we go through is new to humankind so i feel like the great goal for yourself is to to figure out a way to make through it make it through with still realizing that life's too mysterious don't take it serious you know still see it as playful even when everybody is telling you, oh, this is terrible, this is terrible. and Just to say, yeah, and I, we're all here to witness it, you know. We're, we're all in the mix. But then to grab on to those bright, shining star people in your life, and there's tons of them in my life, and I feel so grateful and fortunate that I've seen them and that they're a part of my life, and it just makes my life radiant it's true diane that's true and if you're listening to this you're one of those people that's right a child arrived just the other day he came to the world in the usual way But there were planes to catch and bills to pay He learned to walk while I was away And he was talking for a new age. And as he grew, he'd say I'm gonna be like you, Dad You know I'm gonna be like you And the cat's in the cradle and a silver spoon Little boy blue and the man in the moon When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know Get together then, son You know we'll have a good time then Well, my son turned ten just the other day He said, thanks for the ball, Dad Come on, let's play Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today I got a lot to do He said, that's okay Walked away, but his smile never dimmed and said, I'm gonna be like him, yeah. You know I'm gonna be like him. 
just the other day So much like a man I just had to say Son, I'm proud of you, can you sit for a while? He shook his head and he said with a smile What I'd really like, Dad, is to borrow the car keys See you later, can I have them, please? And the cat's in the cradle and a silver spoon Little boy blue and the man in the moon When you're coming home, son, I don't know when But we'll get together then, Dad You know we'll have a good time Long since retired, my son's moved away I called him up just the other day I said I'd like to see you if you don't mind He said I'd love to, Dad, if I can find the time You see, my new job's a hassle and the kids have the flu But it's sure nice talking to you, Dad It's been sure nice talking to you as he hung up the phone, it occurred to me He'd grown up just like me My boy was just like me It sounds like the theme from Godfather 2. Okay. Listen. If you count really extra fantastic, maybe we can get to that lame piece of music that starts this song, okay? Did he start the song yet? Okay, so, so just count with so much energy that it will get us through those next two bars. Are you ready? You gotta really blow the house down. Harry, don't mess it up. Baby 
Suit. 